You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rick Schisler. I'm your host for the Weekly Business Hour, and welcome to this week's edition of the Weekly Business Hour. Appreciate you taking time to join us. I think we have a lively show, lots of great information for you, as small business owners and managers, so I hope you'll pay close attention. And always keep in the back of your mind that the Weekly Business Hour is where Montgomery County and now businesses throughout the world come to talk about the latest in business news, ideas to improve your business, and to be part of conversations that can make a real difference in your business. That's what we're all about. We're trying to present you with ideas, discussions that can help you in your business, wherever you are, and they can potentially help you today. Uh, Without further ado, I want to mention the fact that this show is broadcast on YouTube and Facebook live. So if you want to watch as well as listen, simply go over to Facebook or YouTube, look up the weekly business hour, and you can click and you can watch as well as listen to the show on a live basis. We have part three, the final part of our discussion with my friend Keith O'Connor, uh, who founded Closing Strong. And Keith has carried on a wonderful discussion with us, and again, this is our final part, uh, entitled How to Create a Plan for Your Business and Your Purpose. We're talking about your personal purpose. There's a process involved. It's a book that's come out. I've seen it used in business. Uh, It's used in a variety of locations, even in a prison entrepreneurship program, to help people focus their purpose on their business. But before we get to our discussion with Keith, I want to mention today's show is sponsored by OneBestConsult.com. That's the number one, best, B-E-S-T, consult, C-O-N-S-U-L-T.com. It's a website. It's a website of business community. I am the one who founded it, and it is a place for you to go. If you like what you see, you can connect. Uh, We distribute free, no charge, all kinds of information, video interviews, Uh, The show is posted there as well. So I encourage you to go to one, the number one, bestconsult.com. Put your name in the hat, so to speak, and supply your email, and we'll send you information on a regular basis. If you have questions, an issue with your business, you can submit them uh, for the community to respond to. Or if you'd like to do some one-on-one mentoring, you can find out how to do that with myself right there at onebestconsult.com. Well, as I mentioned, Keith O'Connor. Uh, will be with us part three of our discussion about how to create a plan for your business and your purpose. And I encourage you to listen to this third and final session that we had in our conversation, our soup to nuts conversation with Keith, because we bring it all together and offer you a plan that you can utilize in developing your own personal personal purpose. So please now, let's listen to Keith O'Connor talk about creating a plan for your business and your purpose. Is there someone you know? 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We're in the part three of a conversation. I think it's been a wonderful, unique conversation. And the neat thing about it is we have a book, The Personal Purpose Process, that'll lead you through the conversation. So we've got a conversation. It's available on video, podcast. Uh, you get a copy of the book at Amazon.com. Again, that's Personal Purpose Process, written by our guest, Mr. Keith O'Connell, along with our mutual friend, Monty Pendleton. Keith is the founder of Closing Strong, website closingstrong.com. Well, Keith, we're to our final segment, kind of give some practical information, and it's in the book as well, uh, about how to implement the process. But one more time, I want to convey to people, because I've had some folks that have indicated to me that this may be a little confusing. We talked last time I mentioned about this is like seems like an academic kind of exercise, too tough for me to take on. But the bottom line is the importance of this as aligning my own personal personal right purpose with that of my business as a business owner or business manager. Uh, I want to make sure that I'm in the right place and I'm doing the right thing. So talk about that one more time so people hopefully will find a comfort level so they can be challenged to do this. Okay, great. Actually, let me start by making the point that this is not a, a business book only. This book is for individuals. So if you're, so the context is that I'm successful in what I'm doing. I've got a good job meeting my financial goals. I'm married. I have kids. I have two cars. I own a business or two or three. We're growing. We're opening up. We're doing all the right things according to the books, but somehow... I'm not feeling satisfied. Somehow I'm feeling a little unfulfilled. Okay? The, com the, the common trait we're addressing here is that somehow your, your purpose, the, thing that you, the mission that you are uniquely made for, the purpose that you are unique, uniquely created and only you can fulfill on this planet is not being fulfilled, so you're successful in life but not successful in purpose. This is not an academic thing. This is a very personal thing. And so through the process, we actually do it in four steps. Number one, we ask you, we, we, we use a process to help you identify the priorities you have of the eight different facets of life. These are things like uh, career, finance, friends, spirituality, uh, service, and just what priority they make in your life. There's no right or wrong answers. These are your answers. Okay. Keep, also keep in mind that number eight doesn't mean you don't care about it. It just means it's the eighth of the things that, that, that are here to help you answer for yourself. Based on those priorities, we then ask you to come back and say, great, now if I let you do anything you wanted to, if you let yourself do anything you wanted to to express each one of these things, how would you like to express it? And to who? We talked about that a little bit before, too, because how you express it and who you express it to are two sides of the same coin. Right. And from that, step one, we formulate a personal purpose statement. Step two comes through by saying, by, by projecting, if I were to continue to live my life in these ways, what would my life look like at some point in the future? maybe five years is what we'll use as a standard. 
And when you do that, and this tends to be, in my mind, the most difficult part of this whole thing, because we don't often give ourselves the freedom to say, if I behave the way I want to behave, the way I'm built to behave, what will my life look like? Because we feel trapped by all the responsibilities and things we think we have. You know, one of the things that comes through loud and clear to me, and I hope everyone picks up on it, and you you touched indirectly or directly on it, I guess, in that first step, uh, prioritization of deciding where we put spirituality, finance, whatever, is the uniqueness and the fact that each one of us is unique, and we've got to be accepting of that idea. Yes. Um, and I think got to kind of cut through that because so many times, well, I compare myself to Joe and Sally and, you know, my father, my mother, my cousin, you know, and it's always comparative and that's who I am or who I've got to be is like them uh, to be successful, to be happy in life. And uh, that's not really the, the case, I don't believe. Right. And so we've talked about the question why before and the reason why is your priorities. Right. If you take actions that are in conflict with your priorities, then you may even go so far as to sabotage yourself at the at the end of the day, because the more you head that way, the less fulfilled you're going to feel, the more empty you're going to feel, the more you're going to question and challenge what you've already put in place. And by the way, that may be what your employees want. But. If you're not going to fully support what you're doing in your company, your employees don't want that more, right? Much like when we talk with, with children and what's right for them, sometimes mom's not happy or dad's not happy, but it's best for the kids for you to be there. Right. Right? And, it's, you know, and to find that in alignment with everything else that's there. So that's a, that, that's a big part of this. So when we answer the questions of priorities in terms of what and why, then you can actually give yourself, and you've used the, the word selfish. I think it's a great word. This is about you. It's not about what anybody else thinks. Okay? Then you come back and say, what will my life look like in five years if you do all these things? What might my income look like? What kind of job might I have? Right? Because especially as business owners, one of the things we have access to is Forbes magazine, Inc. magazine, uh, roundtables, coaches, books that all tell us what it is we're supposed to want. But that book may not have been written for you. And I think that's also what leads to things like that we've seen, like um, uh, when we looked at Good to Great. And we know that five of those Good to Great companies don't exist anymore. Right? When we looked at, uh, what was the Tom Peters go In Search of Excellence, right? And half of those companies don't exist anymore. It's because they were purposeful, they had a time, but along the way they lost their purpose. And suddenly we're just running transactionally again, and it's hard to get people excited about transactions. Yeah, again, and, and, and folks listening, we're small businesses, right? We're, we're directing this, but you can be one of those companies in search of excellence that has thousands of employees and lose your purpose. So this is, this is a powerful concept. Right. Well, the principles are the same. Right. Okay. So when you take a look at, um, so if you're looking at public companies, one of the, the supreme advantages I think small companies have about public companies is they can be purposeful. I mean, no matter what a public company says, they're all about their stock price. They can't be about anything else. That's, that's how they're built and designed. So they're yanked around by their, their stock price. So answering questions of purpose 
to, and I won't name any companies, but to a, you know, multiple billion dollar company with, you know, millions of shareholders. The only thing anybody cares about is share price. But America was built on small business. Small businesses can give back to the community. Small businesses can be that barbershop where you can get a unique thing that nobody else will make, or you can be the restaurant that serves that 5,000 calorie cake, right? Or can be the doctor that makes house calls, right? Or can, or, or can just treat people in a way that is not common and doesn't just hit the bottom line. And to do that in small businesses, we have to have measurements for our business that are bottom line oriented where the only bottom line isn't financial. And that's part of what personal purpose teaches you also. Well, and you make a great point. Being in small business, um, we are able to, uh, to have more control. And one of the reasons is you and I have discussed, I want to be my own boss. Well, that means I want to control the decision. So as a small business owner, we have and can exert a tremendous amount of control mm-hmm. over the destiny of our business. That's why it's so important for you and your business to be aligned. Right. Right? Don't chase what it says in a book. Chase yourself. Yeah. Well, it makes a lot of sense. And so many people are chasing, like you say, more sales, more this, that. They they really, in my opinion, define it down. They dumb it down by doing this kind of thing. So in the third portion of personal purpose, you create that personal vision like we were just talking about, what your life will look like in five years. And we state it because a goal unstated is, is only a wish. Right? That, that's why I, I, uh, one of our subtitles for the book is hope is not a plan. And without a plan, there's no hope. So we actually define a vision and goals to meet that vision. And then the last step is what am I going to do right now to take that first step to get to my five-year plan? And the reason why we do that last is because it's not always direct. If you're somebody who works a job right now that you're unhappy with, or there's a product line as a business owner that you're not happy with and you want to dump it, it may not be practical for you to do that today. But now you can take steps in awareness that you're going to earn yourself the right or the ability to do that someday. You may want to hire 100 more employees and not have the financial means today, but now that that's your goal, you can understand where and how to invest money in your company to make it a place not only where you have the ability to hire 100 people, but where 100 more people want to come work for you. Right. And I think by having your purpose defined, uh, it also will bring the joy and the happiness of achieving a goal such as that. And you've said that you first heard this session with 100 people. Well, Well, multiple dozens of people have been through this and have just had amazing, amazing results. Because once you have a target and a focus, this is not rocket science. We talked about how simple it is. Identifying who you are, identifying where you want to be, and creating a plan to get there. That's a much, much easier way than getting up every day and say, I think I want more. I want to be bigger. I want to be higher. I want to be small. Or I want to be less. Or I want to be less. (laughs) I want less headaches. Yeah. Why? (laughs) That's right. If you don't know why, because there's always more than one way to skin a cat, you might likely pick the wrong solution and then become unhappier. Right. And you make the same mistake in a way over and over and over by making the wrong adjustments in what you're doing. Very interesting. 
You mentioned the five-year plan. You've got five years, so you're basically saying that I'm going to prepare this plan the way I understand it. Tell me if I'm mm -hmm. right. Uh, for five years, it, like a business plan or a marketing plan or whatever, and I'm going to, my old expression, thumbtack it on the wall. You can kind of tell how old I am by mm -hmm. that. Uh, thumbtacks uh, on the wall. And in five years, hopefully I will have achieved a vast majority of what I've shown. So that means on a regular basis, though, right? Daily, weekly, hourly, whatever, I need to be referring to something. What kind of, I mean, from zero to five years, 60 months, that's a long time. Right. How do I stay on track? Well, let me give you my example. Okay, when I when I remember I came out of the uh, small business world, was running about a twenty-five million dollar company, and when we and when I stepped back and said, "What is I what is it I want to do now?" Um, and I expressed my five-year goals. One of those things was taking my wife on vacation twice a year. Okay, I don't take didn't at that time I didn't take vacations every year. One of those was for my college-age son and my daughter who was just graduating college was to say, "I want to have lunch with them once a month." Neither of them live in Houston, where I live now. Uh, I said that I wanted to make a certain income. I said that I wanted to, uh, from a, I said I wanted to write a book, okay, that would meet other needs. And I'm, I'm sharing some principles, but if somebody wants to send me an auto, I'll be happy to send you the whole sheet that was there. So I took a look at that and I said, what do I have to do? So when I took a look at everything that was there and looked at the freedoms I wanted to have, after my poor wife waiting all the time for me being a recovering workaholic, right? it, what, it, what it made me look at was to say, well, there's nobody who's going to pay me the compensation I need to make for the time I'm willing to spend to put my family first as an easy piece here, okay? And so because of that, I said, huh, then I better be my own company owner. And then working through that, it's what's told, told me, I talked about the three values of my company, help people have fun and make money. It's, those, are, those were also expressed in my five-year plan, both in, both in terms of where I wanted my outcomes to be. And so that determined what kind of business I created. And like I, I, like I said at the end, now all I had to do was figure out how to build the business to get there. And that was three years ago, maybe a little over three and a half years ago. I can tell you that I'm halfway to my financial goal. I can tell you that I have my own business. I've had dozens of happy customers coming through here. And I've had the opportunity to spread the uh, gospel of personal purpose, which f fulfills me, helps other people, and it's a lot of fun. How could that be bad? So all three of the major things, right? On track, right? And taking a step at a time. Now, the other thing I'll do is every year or two, I'll come back and go through personal purpose and fine tune it for myself. So it becomes like a rolling five years. And at this point, my five-year goal is now a two-year goal. It's been a little bit modified as certain things have worked out certain ways. But knowing where I'm headed and knowing how much time I have to get there are the elements I need to create a plan. And so it gives everyday purpose. Any tools you use on a daily or monthly basis or annual basis to keep you focused on that five year? Uh, or do you just I, read I, it every I day spend, when you I, get I up? I spend a lot of time in the Word to, 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 to remind me, right, what it's ultimately really all about. Uh, I've done a few things. Um, well, my wife, for example, uh, 
loves to sit and talk and have a cup of coffee with me in the morning. Okay? I'm an early riser. My wife is a late riser. But I've made sure, and this wasn't in the original plan, but leading toward uh, my wife feeling the recognition and the love that I have for her, at least three days a week, I, I, schedule my, I make my schedule so I have the time to sit and to take her a cup of coffee in the morning and sit in bed with her, right? Little things along the way, and when I build those little practical things, I find it easier to take the next step behind that. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, and, and I'm a, a person of small pieces, you know, put the puzzle together, mm -hmm. if you will, five years, uh, selecting and following through on those kind of pieces, like right. your schedule for a mid-morning coffee, sounds right. like. So uh, I think that's important for people here. Again, this is a simple process. Mm -hmm. uh, it's easy to get through, but yet not easy. It's mainly about truth yes. for you. Yes. Uh, it's, it's selfish because it's about you, and that's okay. But the idea that, again, and I'm back to my can opener example, I just keep, I see that big can of Del Monte mixed fruit <laughs> that when I was a kid was a real treat, and that mechanical can opener. And just letting all of that out and the idea that people can open this up and really make themselves so much more successful, uh, however they define that, and, and happier. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I read, uh, what was the the, the four-hour work week? Was that yes. the title, I think? Uh -huh. And so the focus was on, okay, how can I work less and achieve the same or perhaps right. more? Um, I think that's that's misdirected. I do too. I hated the book, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I found it to be a non-constructive, selfish book. Yeah. Right. It's all about me. Right. That that's that's not what this is. This right. is saying, understand who you were created to be, unapologetically, and live that life. And I could give you a Bible verse, but it's actually written all over the thing, in pieces. Right. God created you to do specific things do them and you know it's funny and especially you and I were talking about as we move through this part of our lives that age-wise and whatnot experience-wise uh, I, I talk to so many people particularly men that have reached this point in their life age-wise career-wise whatever and they're they're kind of lost what do I do mm -hmm. well they really need to go through personal purpose yes and and go through the process and it will help give them direction on where they connect. I mean, we. I had a conversation just this past week mm -hmm. where somebody said, well, you could volunteer your time, you could do this, you could do that, have a great friend. In fact, the individual, uh, Jerry C., that brought me into the Silver Foxes, mm. and the way he can define it is I work 40 hours a week. Mm -hmm. Either I have clients or I'm volunteering or giving myself to right. service. Right. But I schedule. He was an engineer, so he had right. a schedule. And uh, it's... it's that's a, I thought it was a wonderful tool at the mm -hmm. time to set that as a goal to stay engaged, and it was important. But he also was delivering on the idea that I was put here for a purpose, and this is my way of making sure that I put myself out there. Yeah, we have to get our out, retirement age out of our heads. There's another great right. book by a gentleman named Bob Buford uh, called Halftime. And what he talks about specifically is these days we live to 80, 90 years old. What are you going to do with the last part of your life if you retire at 60 or 65 or even 70? And he points out things like Colonel Sanders never made chicken until he was 65. Grandma Moses never painted a painting until she was 90. Right? Abraham was never sent on, sent on a trip until he was 90. 
uh, we don't retire in our lives. We're citizens of the world. And just another way I would say what, what your friend Jerry said is we're born here to serve others. Sometimes we serve others through our job. And sometimes we can get so caught up in our transactional parts of our job that we completely lose how we're here to serve others. And so that's why I think some, so many people struggle at retirement or near retirement or even, and I've been in that position, a 50-plus-year-old who is now not considered a prime candidate anymore. Right. Right? Well, if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, a lot of that goes away. That's exactly right. And this is a wonderful opportunity. I guess the point I was trying to make is this is another reason to consider being part of this process, attending a workshop, buying the book, understanding what this does, because if nothing else, will help you st- with a direction and make that transition between different stages in your life. Uh, the, you know, the best way to do is start it early and then continue to work with it throughout your life because I absolutely believe you have a potential to be a lot more effective in what you do with your life if you have a personal purpose and you know what it is and you define it. Um, you know, it, it brings to mind uh, some of the stuff that a guy like Dave Ramsey talks about being mm-hmm. financially independent mm-hmm. and the fact that you owe no, have no debt right. and what that does. And I've had, a, I was blessed to experience that or I'm experiencing that. And it was a goal, perhaps not as disciplined as this program, but I actually taught his program in our church. Uh, but the point is that it frees you up to do what you really were meant to be doing. Right. And you know what that is. That's right. So you don't sit there and look at the TV every day or rock on the front porch and say, what could I be doing? You know? Right. Absolutely. And, and you know, you, you and I were talking offline about the importance of experience and wisdom and where that comes from. Well, the longer you work on your purpose, the more you're building experience and wisdom in the things that will sustain you your entire life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you break up your life into transactional and purpose— you're going to spend more time building things that may make you money, but may make you, but may not feed your contentment at the same time. Well, Keith, I can't thank you enough for sharing your wisdom, your experience, and the personal purpose process. I want to be sure uh, that people are aware of the book, Personal Purpose Process. Very simple. Uh, I haven't made it so <laughs> I stumble on the name, but you can go to Amazon at the very least and purchase the book slash workbook, work through it yourself, or you can contact Keith. Tell us about that, Keith, the contact information. Contact information is Keith at ClosingStrong.com. And then you have a workshop in the Houston area coming up. Share that with us again, Wednesday, please. January 22nd, 9 to uh, noon, 9 a.m. to noon in Sugarland. And the information for that is on my website, www.ClosingStrong.com. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. I hope you had the opportunity to hear all three of the segments relating to personal purpose. Uh, It's a very helpful concept. Uh, It's almost one of those things I believe that you have to do, particularly if you want to be successful in what you do in your own life as well as your own business. So, uh, again, if you have not heard all three segments, they're available. They're recorded, videocast, podcast, and available on the website of the station at IRLoneStar.com. My website, one, the number one, bestconsult.com, or on social media, Facebook, go look up the weekly business hour and tune in and take a listen to the entire series. I think you will find it extremely helpful, and it has the ability to make a real difference in your business. 
and thank you very much. OneBestConsult.com, a community of small business owners where you as an owner can find answers to the most pressing business questions you have. Not sure who to turn to when you have a challenge in your business? Turn to the folks at OneBestConsult.com. That's the number one bestconsult.com, where you can always find advice you can use based on common sense business experience. Join our community of like-minded business owners at OneBestConsult.com. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you did enjoy, in fact, the series that we had with Keith O'Connor. Again, I feel it's a very, very valuable uh, process to go through. It's not very difficult other than it requires you to commit, if you will, uh, to writing what your true purpose is, uh, your personal purpose. And that, in turn, through the process that you go through, uh, will convert over to the business that you own today or you are thinking about owning in the future. So, again, the personal purpose. Uh, check it out. Go to Amazon, uh, the book's there, the personal purpose, purpose process. I've got a copy of the book. It just walks you through it. And, again, the challenge is to connect your purpose, your personal purpose, as being here on the earth in this world with the business that you own and operate or intend to own and operate in the future. Well, the second half of the show, we got some great things coming up as well. First of all, I'll do my personal uh, review of part three discussion we just listened to. Uh, hopefully, I'll offer a couple common sense angles, if you will, or approaches that uh, I feel you can best utilize the information. And in our Did You Know series, uh, I've got an interesting uh, little twist today. I had a question come in from a listener to the show, uh, to uh, the series or the segment that we did on evaluating your business when it comes to the Internet of Things. And I think he makes a good basic question for all of us to uh, consider, and I want to respond to that. And then finally, we'll end the show with our one best consult tip of the week, productivity traps to avoid when you are the boss. So please uh, stay with us. We're going to take our bottom of the hour break, and we'll be right back with you. It's all business talk on the Weekly Business Hour every Monday at 11 a.m. right here on Lone Star Community Radio. Are you interested in learning more about preparing quick, healthy, and safe meals for your family? Would you like to spend time with others learning tips and tricks, along with practicing and tasting nutritious food? If so, the On the Road to Healthy Living Mobile Cooking School is for you. Call Amy Ressler at Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service at 936-539-7825 to find a class near you or volunteer to host a class. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. It's all about business on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. 
This is Rick Schisler, the host of the Weekly Business Hour, and I appreciate you joining us, or hope you caught the first half of the show. And if you didn't, remember, the podcast or videocast of the show will be posted by Wednesday of this week, so please check it out at onebestconsult.com or right here at the station, irlonestar.com backslash TWBH, the Weekly Business Hour. You can check out also on social media. But remember, we do record these shows. They're available. You can listen to them at your leisure. Well, I want to talk a little bit about the conclusion of part three of our discussion with Keith O'Connor about the personal personal purpose process, the three Ps. Got to get that down. Personal purpose process. Um, Difficult for me to say, but easy for me to understand. I think there's some keys about uh, that that you need to understand as you work through it. Uh, First of all, it's really an alignment of your personal purpose in life, why you are here. And I recognize and realize and understand that many of us have never really thought through that provoking, thought-provoking question of what is our purpose? Why are we here? What is it that we want to achieve? Uh, And that's part of what this process does, is it helps you organize and prioritize and then commit to paper. Again, you may be the only one that looks at this piece of paper, but it really does help you and encourage you along the way to prioritize what's important to you, which could be different from anyone else. But the key is it's got down what's important to you. And the second part of it, the way I look at it, is then look at your business. What are your business goals? What are you trying to do with your business? Are you just trying to make a living? Are you trying to build an asset that you can sell and use that money to retire on? I mean, all these different little issues come up, and you've got to address them, I believe, if you truly want to be successful. Yes, don't ever forget. I believe that you can muddle your way through. You can muddle your way through life. You can muddle your way through your business, uh, and you can do okay. You can pay your bills. You can have a family. Uh, all those things. But if you really want to find true happiness and achieve success, uh, you have to take some time and make sure that what you have personally is your purpose and your priorities is in line, aligns with those priorities that you have in your business. There are four steps that Keith talked about in the final segment prioritization of the five five key aspects of life. That's what I was just talking about, your personal purpose, Uh, a personal purpose statement where you actually try to refine it down to a statement, uh, somewhat like a mission statement, and then trying to put together a five-year plan. It could be a one-year plan, three-year plan. Uh, If you listen to the show, you know where I come down on planning. It needs to be simple, straightforward, powerful, and easy to understand so you can explain it to others when you need to. And then the final one is to do that one-year plan. In other words, kick in and start working on it right away. Again, I encourage you, if you didn't hear all three segments, all three parts of our Soup to Nuts conversation with Keith O'Connor, that you do take the time and go back and listen, watch them. Uh, and then I really encourage you to go on Amazon. The book's not very expensive. It's a book slash workbook. I encourage you to pick up a copy and begin to work through it. You can always reach out to Keith at closingstrong.com, or he has a workshop coming up, in fact, this week. Uh, you can go on his website and register if you live in the greater Houston area. Uh, definitely be worth your time and a little bit of money to attend. 
He'll walk you through the exercise from beginning to end. Again, I deeply appreciate Keith coming on the air and talking and sharing his knowledge, his experience, and his personal purpose process. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to do my Did You Know series. So please stay with us, and we'll be right back with you. Not sure who to turn to when you have a problem in your business? Listen to the Weekly Business Hour on Lone Star Community Radio. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. Bell Institute, a 501c3 nonprofit, began in 2014 with a mission to strengthen the future of veterans through leadership and entrepreneurship training. We've invested over 1,400 hours of training in our veterans while connecting them with community entrepreneurs and leaders. Our mission is to continue investing in our veterans who have given so much for our country. Please join us in our mission by visiting vellinstitute.org. That's velinstitute.org. It's all about business on the Weekly Business Hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rick Schistler, and you're listening to the Weekly Business Hour. And this is the part of the show where typically I do what I call, did you know, did you know? Well, I had one of the listeners uh, last week who listened to our One Best Consult Tip of the Week about the Internet of Things and its potential impact on your business, small businesses. And he had a question, and I think it was a good question. Uh, Bill or William C. wrote, I own a small retail store. We sell general merchandise, including some clothing. Where do I start to make sure... I'm up to speed on the Internet of Things. And that's a good basic question because starting out, the Internet of Things, as we briefly discussed last week, uh, is, it's a lot of things to consider. I'll just say that. There's a lot of items. There's a lot of change, uh, a lot of technology that may stump some of us, including myself. And so it's hard and difficult to decide where to, uh, to start. And in my comments last week, I gave you three questions for you to ask. And I think that's really, Bill, where you start is you make sure you answer these questions to the best of your ability. Where is your business today? Where do you need it to be in five, 10 years and beyond? In other words, where do you want your business to be? And this kind of gets back to something we discussed in our last segment about the personal purpose uh, what is it that you want out of your business ultimately? So five, 10 years from now, where do you need to be to get where you want to eventually go? And that may just be five years from now. So determine what you're looking for. Uh, secondly, what new opportunities are available for you to add or to replace parts of your current business? Uh, look at your own industry first. Determine what is going on, what's available uh, if you haven't done it in the past, you need to to connect yourself with periodicals, magazines. Uh, go on the Internet and Google your industry. 
Uh, in the case of, of Bill's business, general merchandise business, uh, or perhaps clothing. Now, in the clothing industry, which is, uh, there are billions of dollars worth of clothing sold in this country every year, you're going to find a lot of a lot of information, perhaps be overwhelmed if you're running a small retail operation. Because the big guys, the big department stores, whatnot, they're doing all kinds of things technology-wise to stay competitive, to stay in business. In fact, a lot of them are really struggling and have been struggling. So you're going to find some things that probably uh, they really won't work for you in your retail business. But again, Take their ideas and see if you can distill it down to something that makes sense for you. And third, last but not least, what will your competitors look like and will they lead, follow, or fall behind? And this is just asking you to analyze your competitive landscape. Uh, what's going on around you? If you don't know who your direct competitors are, find out. And if you do know, don't be afraid to try to evaluate where they are you're bound to have, one, access through people who come in and do business with you because people say, well, I did business with this biz a store over here or I did business with this service company and I'm not happy. This gets back to basically asking your customers what they're looking for and typically there'll be a conversation or two or three and on and on that will come up about what your competitors are doing. It's important for your business, regardless of the Internet of Things, to occasionally, maybe once a year, do an analysis of your competitors. See what's going on. And then make your own determination whether you think that they're the kind of competitor. Again, they're small businesses. The larger businesses, you can go online and read about them. You can talk, check into their backgrounds and so on and so forth and see what their plans are and get a sense of what might happen right down the street from you. So first thing, Bill, I encourage you to pick up on those three questions. Where is your business today and where do you need it to be in five to 10 years and beyond? What new opportunities are available for you to add or to replace part of your current business? And what will your competitors look like and will they lead, follow, or just simply fall behind? That's where you start. You need to, uh, and lastly, you need to potentially do a SWOT analysis. If you've never done that or it's been a long time, I encourage you to do this. I think it's something, again, you update once a year. It's this, You analyze your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats. And that's kind of what I was talking about with the competitors. You need to take some time to look at what the playing field is and where you fit in it. So if you look at your strengths, make a list. Your weaknesses, as you... Be honest with yourself, your business, everybody has weaknesses, opportunities, what are the opportunities in front of you, and then potentially the threats. And many people will consider the Internet of Things a threat. All this technology, all this measuring, all this marking, all this tracking that takes place uh, through the Internet of Things. But the reality is a smart business person will turn the Internet of Things to an advantage and they will be able to compete where many won't. So I encourage you, do what Bill C. is apparently doing. Engage yourself, take some time, and prepare for the Internet of Things and make sure your business is truly, truly competitive. We're going to take our final break of the day, and when we come back, I'm going to offer you my one best consult tip of the week entitled Productivity Traps to Avoid When You Are the Boss. So please stay with us. We'll be right back with you. 
business ideas and news you can use, join us on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Texas Joe Bailey here, spokesman for Love Your Veterans. It's our mission to shine light on our forgotten heroes, and you too can show your support by joining us at the Love Your Veterans Montgomery County Christmas Market, December 5th and 6th at Bull Solace Park. Activities for the kids, such as photos with Santa and the Grinch. A mar- Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Not sure who to turn to when you have a problem in your business? Listen to the Weekly Business Hour on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, as we are in our final segment of today's show. Time has really raced by very quickly today. Beautiful day outside, so those of you who live in the greater Conroe, Montgomery County area, the greater Houston area, I think we've got a beautiful weather day. But before we do that, I would like to present you my one best consult uh, tip of the week. Productivity traps to avoid when you are the boss. You know, being the boss has its pluses, and there are a few minuses. But one of the things that happens to me, or and still does, because I'm still my boss of my own business, is I fall into traps. Uh, that's the only way I can say it, where I'm working through something, and uh, or I'm talking with somebody, I'm trying to get something done, try to meet a self-imposed deadline to get a project done, and I just don't get there. And there's several things that I have found, uh, and I've read a great deal about, that people... Uh, that are particularly um, worrisome or particularly, uh, I don't know what the right word might be, but they're, they're there, and they're there for all of us to be aware of. And the first one is, uh, I think, is creating overly ambitious to-do lists. In other words, I'm personally very guilty of this. I try to do too much, and when I put a list together or my goals, there's no way I'm going to get to all those things. And the reality for all of us who do that, and I think a lot of folks who do that, particularly who are entrepreneurial in spirit, is frustration. You don't finish today's task, the week's task, you don't get a project finished, and you get frustrated. And there's no reason to do that. You've got to prioritize. And most recently in my life, I've tried to just put down the most important three to five 
projects, things that need to be done, typically trying to finish those by the noon hour uh, because I have set things I do on a daily basis and reserve those for the afternoon. But everybody's different. But the key is that we need to put our to-do list together with some thought that these are things I want to do today and perhaps make a note. Well, this one will be done by next week. But the idea is that I can check them off either mentally, on paper, on my computer, on my task list, wherever, and have that true sense of accomplishment. Another area I have personally been uh, found myself in more than once is sticking with a difficult project too long. This is the idea that you start working on a project and you just hit a wall. Uh, been there, done that. Just can't figure out what the next step should be. Can't figure out how to do it, how to close it. And what you need to do is walk away for a little bit. Need to go do something that you, is simple, easy. Give your brain a rest. Kind of reset yourself. And then come back. Uh, don't just sit there and plow through it and keep, if you will, figuratively banging your head against the wall. Uh, there's no, no benefit to that. And lastly is following ineffective work routines. Uh, this is the idea that I spend too much time uh, doing the same thing wrong every day. Be sure your work routines, the things you do on a daily basis, the allocation of time to different aspects of your business are correct and they make sense to everyone involved. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this week on the Weekly Business Hour. I ask you to please put a note on your calendar to join us again next Monday right here on IRLoneStar.com at 11 a.m. So please do that. Look for a podcast of today's show on the Weekly Business Hour page at IRLoneStar.com, our Facebook page, YouTube channel at the Weekly Business Hour page as well as at our One Best Consult. That's the number one, bestconsult.com. Thank you again for joining us, and remember to stay in touch with what's happening in Montgomery County right here on Lone Star Community Radio. And until next week, stay engaged and keep your focus on what counts in your business.